Hello everybody and welcome to the Anita Po Show and the Bitcoin for Fairness series. As you can see, I'm back from my trip to Zambia and Zimbabwe and this is the first of a series of interviews I've done with people on the ground in the countries. In this show, we are talking about the role that Bitcoin plays in enabling economic empowerment for individuals and communities by providing fair and open access to a global financial network. My first guest is Kuda Kwashe Sapetuma, or short Kuda, an online entrepreneur from Harare, the capital of Zimbabwe. He has been earning Bitcoin for his marketing work for international companies since 2014. We're talking about his experiences as a member of the local peer-to-peer -peer community where he is helping people to exchange cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin to US dollars or the local Zimbabwean dollar. As always, you can watch this interview on YouTube or listen to it in your favorite podcast app. You can also use a Lightning-enabled app like the Breeze Tech Wallet app or the Sphinx Chat app or the Fountain app to listen to my podcast at, and at the same time stream Satoshis to me. Thanks for supporting Bitcoin for Fairness go out to the Human Rights Foundation, to OKCoin and to Laden.io and in this case also to Dresor because Dresor was donating hardware wallets for my workshop attendance. I hope you enjoy the interview and now on to the show. Living on crypto is easier than you think with Bitrefill. Choose from over 4,000 gift cards and mobile top-up options from around the world. I used Bitrefill to top up my phone when I was visiting Zimbabwe. It was easy, worked like a charm and I even earned sats back. Pay with Bitcoin, Lightning, Ethereum, Dash, Tether over Tron and many more options. No account is necessary. Join the thousands of users around the world who are living on crypto today using Bitrefill. Join now at bitrefill.com and start earning sats back with each purchase. That's bitrefill.com. Learn Bitcoin will teach you the why and how to use Bitcoin. Anita's work makes Bitcoin approachable, understandable, and compelling to those who are new to Bitcoin. Andreas M. Antonopoulos, author Mastering Bitcoin and the Internet of Money. Order your copy now at learnbitcoin.link. That's learnbitcoin.link. So hello, welcome Kuda. Thank you for doing this interview with me today. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, great Kuda. So please introduce yourself to the listeners and our viewers so that they know um, what you're doing and yeah, who you are. Okay, my name is Kuda and I do run a blog under the brand name Kuda Online. And I have been in the internet marketing space since around uh, my journey. My online also started around 2011, 2012. And um, with regards to internet things, I just love the internet things. I try to make use of the internet and earn a living from it. That's about me. Yeah. And how did you find out about Bitcoin? And when? Okay, um, so like I said, my journey started around 2011 and uh, I connected to the international market or to the international world in terms of doing work online, affiliate marketing and things like that. And one of the mode of payments that I was using then was PayPal. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And um, along the way, I came across something that I was supposed to do and get paid in Bitcoin. So that's when I actually learned about Bitcoin and started using Bitcoin around 2014, I think. Uh, some of the, that's when I got to learn about Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But during that time, it was only I was just using PIM Bitcoin to receive my money while I'm in Zimbabwe. That's, mm-hmm. that's how I got to know about Bitcoin. Yeah. Yes, but that's actually was great because you were able to receive it more easy, easily than with PayPal, right? Yes. So um, apparently the website that I was working on or that I was actually dealing with, they didn't have other payment options. Um, mm-hmm. So I looked at the options that they had and one of them was Bitcoin. So I was like, okay, what, why not give a try to, 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 mm-hmm. to Bitcoin and see how it works, yeah. So back then... I'm, I'm, I guess you were one of the first people in Zimbabwe to use Bitcoin. Um, how did you then exchange the money to US dollars? Because I guess you needed the US dollars. So for me, it has been um, a learning journey. I mean, it was, I didn't go to a formal school to learn about Bitcoin, but it was, you know, when you start using it today, you learn one thing today, another tomorrow, another tomorrow, and then things start to unfold, you connect with other people and things like that. So back in the day, I used to use a website which is called Local Bitcoins. Uh, localbitcoins.com, I would go on the website and uh, find Bitcoin buyers there and then connect with them and I would exchange my Bitcoin for cash. And another website that I used to use uh, is called uh, SpectroCoin. Uh, it's one of the websites that I u- used to use back then. And there is another website again that I used to use which is called 24-7 exchange, mm-hmm. but 24-7 exchange eventually closed down along the way. So that's how I would um, exchange the Bitcoin to cash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, you're also one of those people who um, trade or exchange Bitcoin peer-to-peer with other people here on the ground in Harare because mm-hmm. uh, there are not many exchanges like the big exchanges. Most of them, as soon as you um, are in the process of know your customer identification and you put in your Zimbabwean address, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't work anymore because they can't take on customers from Zimbabwe. Um, so How is it working here today? Like how do people exchange Bitcoin to US dollars? So um, just like you're saying, there's so many activities that is happening in the cryptocurrency community. I mean, on the international market, we have seen uh, websites operating well. And then eventually, probably when the numbers increase or uh, anything in between, they just make a business decision that, hey, we can no longer offer service to, uh, to Zimbabwe. If your IP is read in Zimbabwe, then one of the websites is called Binance. Mm-hmm. You cannot use Binance uh, in Wallace in Zimbabwe. If you can, you can use it with limitations, with very, very, very uh, uh, limitations that you can actually use. So um, that is one of the contributing factors that you just mentioned, that some of the websites do not take Zimbabweans to use the their way, their services and another contributing factor is our um, uh, cash movement infrastructures in Zimbabwe mm-hmm. is is one of the contributing factors because um, one of the issues that I can actually point out is that let's say someone is in the remote areas of Zimbabwe and they need to uh, probably buy a, buy bitcoins from in 
website, what they have to do, they have to travel like 100 kilometers or so many uh, hours just to make a deposit to the bank and then go on the website to make the purchase. Mm -hmm. So what they would rather do uh, instead of doing that, they would rather find someone who has Bitcoin and um, meet up and do the exchange as a person to person. Because the process itself, I mean, of traveling hours and uh, going to the bank, depositing the money and going back to the place that they mm -hmm. stay, then it's, 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 there's a lot of time that is consumed there. So if you look at our country, uh, most of our services are offered within a certain region, mm -hmm. which is the capital of Harare. So, you know, when someone wants to release something done fast, they think of traveling to Harare. That's mm -hmm. how it is. So instead of someone going to the bank, they would just prefer looking for someone who can mm -hmm. offer them the service and then they can do a person-to-person -person exchange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but you, you have, because you also might have a lot of people who don't even have a bank account. Yeah. I mean, 60%... Uh, I think are unbanked here. Is that true? Like you have those uh, mobile money providers like EcoCash, mm -hmm. which are big and everybody's using them, but you can't uh, get a loan there. So it's not really a bank in that sense. And I guess a lot of people rather travel to Harare to meet people um, and exchange Bitcoin to USD person to person uh, than go to the bank because the bank doesn't even offer them that service. Um, so you also have those WhatsApp groups here mm -hmm. where you, um, who is administering those and how many people are in those groups to do those peer-to-peer -peer exchanges? Okay, um, so in a comment on, uh, on the people keeping their money and, uh, and things like that, probably I don't have the right answer for that, but probably what I know in terms of the administrators of uh, of the social of the social networks, the thing is uh, there is a huge community that is uh, beyond my knowledge actually uh, in terms of the use of Bitcoin. People use Bitcoin for different purposes. I mm -hmm. mean, there's quite a lot um, of WhatsApp groups and social groups with regards to Bitcoin cause. Okay. Some of them include network marketing. Some of them include um, investment schemes. Mm -hmm. Some of them include pyramid schemes, oh. um, I should say. Um, and some of them include just an exchange. Some of them include for online forex traders. Mm -hmm. So if you look at those, all those sectors, we are saying that um, each and every sector has got its own social group where they interact, exchange notes. Probably it can be a group, a WhatsApp group of people that are learning forex trading. But mm. one of the things that they use in terms of uh, uh, depositing their currencies into online forex brokers is uh, is Bitcoin. So mm -hmm. I cannot really tell uh, the numbers in, in, okay. in, in with regards to um, to Bitcoin. And at the same time as well, uh, with regards to your first question about uh, banking systems and buying Bitcoin from the bank and things like that. Uh, our government uh, uh, has given a um, public statement about the use of cryptocurrencies in Zimbabwe. And uh, I guess anyone who needs to use Bitcoin and any other cryptocurrencies in Zimbabwe should go through that, that document. They issued their statement about the use of cryptocurrencies in Zimbabwe, what they say and what they think. And you can just Google about it. You can, you can learn uh, what they say and think, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the last time we met here, we did a, uh, the Learn Bitcoin talk. Uh, 
Yes. And there were like 40, 50 people here. And yes. then one of the guys um, founded a WhatsApp group. Mm -hmm. and I think it's maybe 15, 20 people in there now. Mm -hmm. And um, I hope that we will see some local meetups here mm -hmm. where people can come and ask questions about Bitcoin and get informed um, answers. And um, so my question also is because I think there is a lot of distrust in mm -hmm. Bitcoin here and the Internet. Um, there are many scams, I understand. Mm -hmm. So how do you think, um, how can we educate people here on the ground what Bitcoin really is? That's an open protocol and not a scheme where you can join in a way, you know? Okay. Do you, what, what, what is your opinion? So, um, since I've been working in the space for quite a long time and uh, being the one of the early adopters, and uh, staying in the loop as well. I've kind of worked with a lot of people whereby I see people come and go. And I've, I've met friends until this day that I still interact with that I've met like years back. And there's really a, a gap uh, in terms of our understanding and our approach when it, comes to, when it comes to Bitcoin. One of the things that I can say is I've got my good friends who I call uh, the BBC. Do you know what BBC means? No. Okay. <laughs> Not the news channel. Yeah. <laughs> so I call this the BBC, the born before computers. I mean, born before computers. Yes. Okay. That's the boomers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> so there are people that are born before computers. I mean, you see, uh, probably the first time they'd to touch a computer, it was like when they were 30 years old. Yeah. I mean, or they were 50 years old. It's mm -hmm. the first time they actually. So, I mean, once you have access to your computer, there's a lot of things that you have to learn, mm -hmm. okay? And then, so there is a portion of our people, or in fact, on a global scale, we are living in an era whereby there is the BBCs. <laughs> and then nowadays, you can find that a four-year-old child can operate a computer. Mm -hmm. But that used to not to happen years back. Mm -hmm. So my point is, there is also a gap in terms of learning the technology. Mm -hmm. I mean, you cannot have someone who started touching a computer this year and then you want to teach them about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Of course, there is going to be uh, uh, um, a gap there. So that is one of the um, issues that I can actually point out that we are living in a, in a world where we also have our old folks that have gotten into the technology much a bit late. Mm. And then the other point is in terms of the schemes that you have been talking about and things like that, there's a bit of lack of, um, of education when it comes to, to Bitcoin and the use of Bitcoin. At the end of the day, most of the people that come into Bitcoin, their focus is just on making money. And one thing that I can tell you is that um, the number one or the fastest spread of use of Bitcoin comes through pyramid schemes and investment schemes because probably if they invite someone, they get a commission and things like that. Yeah, so um, if you're going to enter Bitcoin through that way, you may end up getting scammed and, and, and not learning about the use of, of Bitcoin. So it happens to me, I'm going to be honest with you, uh, I have lost money at some point, but you know, when you lose, you have two choices. You either lame or you give up. <laughs> so I had to learn and find out how are other people using Bitcoin. And I've seen a lot of startups in terms of uh, cryptocurrency and a lot of people modeling the blockchain technology itself to 
start businesses and use technology to fit into their uh, into their um, into their model and today business. So I would say the biggest challenge for our people, not only in Zimbabwe but on a global scale, is uh, is learning about it. And my last point on that is that you know we are in the evolution of money. Okay. So if you look at the evolution of money, we had butter trade, gold, we had uh, all these stages, and it took a very long time for people to actually transmit from using one mode of payment to another. And we are just in that era where, mm. of course, both of you agree with me that there's going to be technology that is going to uh, uh, you know, uh, act as money. We just don't know if Bitcoin is the thing. But there's going to be something. <laughs> yeah. No one knows. So just learning about it is, is, a very good, exactly. is a very good thing. Yeah, It's good for the future to learn about it because it's the thing that will stay. Yeah, Of course. Yeah. Um, so you were talking about the use cases, the purposes for use here in, uh, in Zimbabwe. What are your experiences with people who come to you and want to exchange? Do you know about, do they use it for remittances, for instance? I know that in 2021, I think one billion U in US dollars uh, were sent to Zimbabwe from abroad in, with the, in, the, in the formal sector, like over banks and Western Union and things like that. Have you heard of people who are sending uh, money from the UK or South Africa with Bitcoin to people here? So I should say um, no. No? I have seen that, but not on a very large scale okay. where you would expect uh, things to happen. Probably is because of the regulations measures that has to be taken in terms of um, having something like that in place. I'm not really sure of the details, but I've seen that um, uh, other countries, they actually do that to have uh, Bitcoin remittances and things like that. So um, in Zimbabwe, I've never seen such like but, a... But a, you don't need to have any regulation on that. I mean, the, your family abroad could just like get acquire some Bitcoin and send it to you into your wallet. Yeah, so the thing is, you know, we are looking at two parties. Mm -hmm. Number one, the person in the diaspora has to be under, in, 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 the, in the same level of understanding with the mm -hmm. recipient. Mm -hmm. If I'm receiving the Bitcoin, it simply means I have to understand it. If the person who is sending me money outside Zimbabwe uh, should also understand uh, the use of Bitcoin. I mean, I've also spoken to people who are outside Zimbabwe mm -hmm. who don't understand how to use Bitcoin as yes, well. Yes, so. Yes. It's, you know, it's, 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 it's not only... It's on both ends. It's on both <laughs> ends, yes. You might find someone who understands Bitcoin in mm. Zimbabwe, but also speaking to someone who is in the diaspora or outside mm. Zimbabwe mm. might not be in mm. a uh, same level of mm. understanding. Mm. And at the same time, they may not even trust to send the money through Bitcoin. I yeah, mean, well, yeah, there's one uh, good opportunity now to do that. That's uh, a Bitcoin voucher that you can buy mm -hmm. in local stores in the UK, in South Africa. It's called Azteco. So you're, the person in the diaspora could mm -hmm. go to the store and say, I want to buy uh, a voucher worth 50 US dollar with cash. Uh -huh. uh, or you pay in South African rand. And then you, uh, this, the person gets the voucher uh, and can open it can send you the code yes. via text or whatever, WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. And you then go to the Azteco website on your computer and redeem the Bitcoin into your wallet via the code, the voucher code. Okay. So those per people outside the country, they don't even need to know what, what Bitcoin is and how it works. You just send them to the store, buy a voucher and send you the code. 
So that's yeah. a great possibility action, actually, to do it, yeah. Yeah, it could be a great possibility mm -hmm. uh, of actually to do it. But, you know, there is uh, the information gap that I've just explained earlier mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. Because just like you're explaining that to me, I mm -hmm. didn't know about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it could be the same case with someone who is outside Zimbabwe. They, may not, have, they may not know about that uh, that service. Mm -hmm. And again, we look at the... Uh, at the at the belief system, do these people believe in Bitcoin actually, and uh, do they have any assurance about what they want to do? Probably they're gonna they're gonna test once, twice. If they see it working, then they do it more. Yeah. Or probably they just want to continue with using the others mm -hmm. alternatives that they've been mm -hmm. using to send money to Zimbabwe and things mm -hmm. like that. So, yeah. But again, you see, this is the technology and this is the future and. Somewhere, somewhere, we are going to catch up. <laughs> so, so, what's your opinion or experience where two people get their Bitcoin from when they come to you and exchange it then to US dollars? Do you know that? Where do they get it from? Yes, where do they acquire the Bitcoin and to be able to exchange it then here to US dollars? So, since I started out, so one of the ways actually that people earn bitcoin is through affiliate marketing mm -hmm. i mean promoting mm -hmm. other people's products mm -hmm. and then the payout is in bitcoin mm -hmm. but it's not really one of the things that is on the lead okay mm -hmm. the biggest move the biggest move is probably network marketing mm -hmm. um, investment schemes online forex trading mm -hmm. those are the use cases that i've actually seen mm -hmm. uh mostly. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the real business community, uh, there is a few people that actually do that because one of the things, they were, there was a time when a lot of people started buying cars on a website that is called BeFord using, um, using Bitcoin. I'm not really sure of now, but people could use Bitcoin to, to buy. But comparing with like network marketing, investment schemes, and forex trading, it appears that those are on the lead in mm -hmm. terms of uh, in terms of the so people that mean, are using Bitcoin. You mean they invest in these schemes with US dollars and get Bitcoin out, or how do you know that? So what they do is the process is like they have to convert their cash into Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Okay, once they convert their cash into Bitcoin, they invest whatever they need to invest, mm -hmm. um, and then when the money is being spit out, mm -hmm. it's spit out in. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin, and then someone has to find a way to convert okay. their Bitcoin into cash. Okay, so these are things that I totally not do. So I don't trade <laughs> yeah, my that's, Bitcoin. That, that's definitely I, a no-go area, um, <laughs> unless if you're a risk taker. But of course, you know, uh, it's not a very good and a long-term way to make yeah. money. Yeah. Um, so I, I prefer to earn Bitcoin and then to exchange the amount I need to euros or US dollars mm -hmm. when I don't I'm not able to buy something with Bitcoin and the rest I just hold. Yeah, I just try to save as much as I can. Yeah, the thing is, the thing is, there is a lot of opportunities around us. I mean, like I said, one of the models that I used in Bitcoin myself is affiliate marketing. Mm -hmm. All I do is write a lot of articles, do a lot of videos. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I, I my commission comes in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I mean, that has sustained me for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Okay. Other than focusing on um, investment schemes that are being fueled up a lot, you find that you get pain, you, you get banned a lot of times, and you might think that hey, these things does not really, really work. Yes. And I've seen a lot of people as well 
uh, we use a different model in terms of receiving Bitcoin. Some people use donations, mm -hmm. uh, like receiving donations from around the world. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that it works for some other people. So there's so many models that are really good out there if people could take time to learn about them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, now let's talk a little bit about the Lightning Network. Mm -hmm. I think you haven't used it yet, right? From what I learned until now when we were speaking the other day. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is it that you want to talk about the Lightning Network? Yeah, I want to talk with you about that because I think you're only doing Bitcoin on-chain exchange. Like you're using a Bitcoin wallet mm -hmm. and it's Bitcoin. And uh, the, the, one of the problems I think for many people here is that they don't have so much money to save if, even if they have something to save. But okay. maybe it's one dollar. Mm -hmm. And with, with Bitcoin itself, $1 sometimes might be not enough because sometimes the tra transaction fees are very high. Mm -hmm. So the Lightning Network enables us to send micropayments over the Bitcoin network over Lightning, mm -hmm. which is another layer of technology on Bitcoin. But it's packed to Bitcoin. So if you send, you can send like uh, 50 US dollar cents, maybe even mm -hmm. smaller with the Lightning Network. And it's faster. You don't need to wait for confirmations. Um, and it's a great way also to earn Bitcoin because then you can start um, producing YouTube videos um, or blog entries and ask people to pay with, bit, uh, with Lightning, like a small fee. Um, and then you receive the, this, fee, this fee in your Lightning wallet. So it's faster, it's cheaper, and it's also more private than the use of Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. But it's Bitcoin. So um, a comment on that, I mean, I was really happy to learn that from you. Absolutely. And you're not the first person to talk to me about that. Okay. So <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> of course not. I, I, I actually had an experience uh, with someone who was actually trying to teach me that actually. Okay. I hope maybe my mind was not really paying attention because what they did with me is they actually asked me to create an account on the Lightning Network. And then what they did, they asked me to send uh, the address. I did send them and then they sent me some Satoshis. Yes, yes Satoshis, yeah. Yeah, and then I received it. Yes. And then the person was like, learn more about it. Yes. So, yeah, that's how far I can go. That but was it, everything, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is about Bitcoin and the crypto, uh, the use of cryptocurrencies, there is a lot of things to learn. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things to learn. Sometimes you may want to just work with what's, on the hand, but mm -hmm. as far as Lightning Network is something that I also need to mm -hmm. uh, learn about it. And the only way I can learn is to make use of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. and then see how it works. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what we're going to do afterwards, you know, a Absolutely. small workshop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I and don't mind learning. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And I know you're, you're also trading out coins. So you're, you're helping people also to exchange other coins. Mm -hmm. um, but also one thing I found uh, when I got here, I wanted to ask people like you about stable coins. Mm -hmm. But then I realized uh, not many people are using it here. Is that right? Yes. So um, the thing is, like in the social networks, I mean, there is what we call supply and demand. Okay, you have to find out what the client wants mm -hmm. and then you supply with them with what they okay. want and then you get paid. So I'm not really sure what um, a lot of people are using the stable coins for. Mm -hmm. But one of these days you may find someone looking for those stable coins mm. or any other alternative currencies. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, you really don't have to ask. I, I, I don't really focus on what they're going to use it for. Mm -hmm. But what I just focus on is just 
getting the stable coins that they need and then supply them and then understand so if there's demand then you will try to get it yeah. if there's demand you just try to, to get yeah. the supply yeah, yeah that's correct uh talking about demand and supply uh the last time i was here was about exactly two years ago mm-hmm. um how has the volume of bitcoin trading you're doing or offering to the peers the other people uh changed in that time so um there are two ways to answer that okay Definitely, my volume has actually gone low because of my focus in mm-hmm. terms of uh, in terms of my online business and mm-hmm. and uh, and things like that. I've decided to take a different route. Actually, I'm still involved in in, in the use of Bitcoin and, uh, and, and and buying and selling and things like that. Mm-hmm. But my focus has been I've added some other things to my portfolio, okay. and they've been taking a lot of my a lot of my time and my focus. Mm-hmm. And what I can say about that is that I've seen actually the numbers of uh, of people who use Bitcoin grow. Mm-hmm. Okay, like if there were 10 people using Bitcoin, like at some time back, there's like 100 people now who use Bitcoin or who understand uh, the use of Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. So the numbers of the people, the rate of adoption is actually increasing mm-hmm. than than it was. And of course, um, talking of trade volumes, I think also the trade volumes are getting high, depending on 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 on, on each person. But I've, in the social networks, I can actually see that there's a lot of people that are using cryptocurrencies. That simply means that if there is a lot of people looking for it and there's people who are selling, the volume is actually increasing. So definitely, I won't be able to give you figures. Uh, mm-hmm. But the volume is increasing, yes, from, mm-hmm. from, from mm-hmm. what I see. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons, I guess, for that is also the banking situ- situation here and the inflation you have on your own Zimbabwe dollar on RTGS, right? So are people coming to you and saying, wow, that's uh, phenomenal. I can now use Bitcoin to send it abroad without asking someone and without those problems at the bank. Do you have some use cases or stories from people who told you, now I could do this because only Bitcoin enabled me to do this or cryptocurrency? So the thing is, in my case, I don't really ask what you're using your Bitcoin for. Yeah. So basically, if someone is coming to sell, I just... Uh, help them if someone is coming to uh, buy I just assist them with that mm. and then uh, uh, that's how far as I as I go I, didn't, I really don't go and ask like are you sending this money to yeah. someone else are you doing an investment <laughs> are you doing yeah, yeah. this and that I assume that this person knows what they are doing what they're getting bitcoin for and what they need to use it for and things like that so I really don't ask for those details, actually. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. I, I just was hoping for maybe you had some personal stories, like to tell people um, how it really was able, like they were able to help themselves and empower themselves with Bitcoin. So, yes, I mean, I mean, there, there is a lot of cases of, of I would say, life-changing testimonies, actually, mm-hmm. of, of people who, who um, made a lot of money from Bitcoin and, has been using Bitcoin. A very good example is probably someone whom you sold their Bitcoin to, you sold Bitcoin to like years ago, they forget their password and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then the year that the price of Bitcoin has gone up, one of these days they check their wallet and they see that there is a lot of money. And then the next thing that they say is, wow, I've made a lot of money. And on the other hand, you have people who always say, okay, when the price go up, now I want to buy. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that I can keep. and 
You see, when they buy two months down the line, 10 uh, or one month down the line, they check the price, it has gone down. They say, ah, this is not working. Let me withdraw my money. So it's, it's, it's different cases, actually, mm -hmm. based on, on, on what you are doing, really. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so coming to an end now, so do you have a question or something to say to the uh, people, the Bitcoiners abroad? Um, is there anything they can do for you to support you in uh, adoption, educating people here? Any message you have? So um, the thing is, I try and learn myself. I'm a master learner. I'm always learning every single day. And if you come across any of my videos, they come across as educating people on, 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 on anything that they want to do. And you know what they say? They say, if you teach you learn twice. Yes. <laughs> okay, and uh, looking at the Bitcoin community, there is a lot of things, a lot of things that I also have to learn and make use of using them. And then the next thing that I do when I learn something, I teach about it, I speak about it on, the, on, my, on my channel and things like that. To this day, I always get, I used to do like Bitcoin seminars, educating people about Bitcoin and things like that. So I eventually stopped because of COVID and other probably uh, mm -hmm. resources and things like that. And, um, but there is a lot of people that still wants to learn. And um, yeah, we'd love to continue teaching people about the use of Bitcoins and the opportunities around Bitcoin so that people can move away from, from, um, from focusing on losses I mean, focusing on Bitcoin is something that does not really work because they don't understand the other side of the story. I mean, there's a lot of ways that I've witnessed from other business models of people that are using Bitcoin. So if more people are educated, that means we save a lot of, um, a lot of lives, actually. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And definitely to continue supporting our community, educating um, people and probably do regular meetups about um, the use of Bitcoin and educating people about Bitcoin and how it works, yeah. That would be great. And I want to support you there. So I thought maybe we could do a monthly call where I also am there to answer questions if you have any. Um, so maybe if that's something that you're interested in, yeah, to absolutely. keep in contact, you know, and share newest information and learnings. Yeah, absolutely. There, there, there is... Um, a lot of people just want to learn and almost every single day, that would be a great setup actually. <laughs> that would be a great setup and consistency is what is really, really, really important. Um, if that happens, then we educate our people, we educate ourselves, we get better, we are more wiser and definitely we make more money. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much, Kuda. Can you uh, tell us please where people can contact you? So if people want to get in touch with me, my email is kuda at kudaonline.com. I'm going to repeat that again. <laughs> That's kuda at kudaonline.com. And my website is called um, kudaonline.com. My YouTube channel is Kuda Online as well. So <laughs> Everything is Kuda Online. Everything very, is Kuda Online. Very well branded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you very much, Kuda. You're most welcome. Thank you very much for interviewing me. Thank you. That's it. Thanks for joining and tuning into the Anita Posh Show. Please subscribe to my newsletter at anita.link slash news to get all updates. A special thank you goes out to laden.io, 
to OKCoin and the Human Rights Foundation for supporting the work of Bitcoin for Fairness and to Trezor for donating hardware wallets. See you soon at the Anita Post Show.